0: Hi everyone, welcome to Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher. I am the yoga teacher aspect of this conversation. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Do you have a name?
0: Um, yes, my name is Kayla. <laughs> nice to meet you all. Kayla McCormack, there you go. You can get the last name as well.
1: <laughs> and I'm not the yoga teacher aspect of this podcast. I'm the student aspect but i also do stand-up comedy don't i so that's my selling point uh and i call peter peter brush like a hairbrush
0: i've never heard you say that before
1: no i say that on stage at the end of like if i want to beg the audience for followers on instagram i just reiterate that it's like a hairbrush so they remember it
0: i love it that should be your catchphrase
1: like a james bond sort of thing like.
0: <laughs> brush peter brush like the hairbrush mm. <laughs> okay sorry uh so peter what do you have going on this month this month of March. Anything interesting?
1: Well, I'm doing some tour support for MC Hammersmith, the uh, improvisational rap viral sensation, so maybe you'll catch me at those at the end of the month, and then otherwise, you just like gigging all over the country, Pr- mainly north of England, but I think I'm in Oxford at one point. So, no solo shows or anything particularly exciting, but if you really want to see me, I say that as if like I'm good, but I have a website with dates on it, so it's peterbrushcomedy.com. But other than that, I'm not doing anything particularly exciting, other than my car's getting MOT'd, so that I'd be very nervous today. <laughs> you got anything else going on yourself? Another couple of weeks off this month? Yeah, you, I'm going to take a week off. No, I'm
0: not going to take a week. I was tempted. You know what? I was actually tempted to book a week off in March. And I actually thought I have to tell Peter that I'm having a week off in March. <laughs> I don't want to do it now. <laughs> so no, I don't have any time off planned in March. I've rearranged one of my in-person yoga classes. You'll know that if you go to that one. And I teach three online classes pretty much every week. Uh, Tuesdays Fridays and Sundays and everyone is welcome if you're not sure fitness wise or if you're not sure if it's for you just get in touch and ask first you know talk to me about it if you, if there's anything bothering you it's really easy to sign up for the classes you can go to my website kaylamcormack.com and you just put your email address into the form on there and you'll get the zoom link and then if you want you can pay so basically it sounds a bit crazy but my classes are on a trust basis So you can actually get the Zoom links and come to the class without having to pay first. So I started that during the pandemic because a lot of people were really hesitant about like their tech skills and they weren't sure if their internet was going to work and all this kind of stuff. So I started that out like that. So you pay after class or whenever you feel comfortable with it. And I've just never had anyone abuse it. So it stayed like that. So if any of you listening start abusing that, you're going to (laughs) ruin it for everyone else.
1: (laughs) You just invite people to potentially abuse it, but then you're sending them off to...
0: I will tell them I'll be yeah. honest, and good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: They're good classes though, she's a very good teacher, and I don't think anything's good.
0: <laughs> and then I'm also going to see Judas Priest this month. Oh, right. Nothing to do with yoga, but since you said you were having your MOT done, I thought I would one-up you with my Judas Priest. Well, that, I
1: think that's definitely one-upping me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll let the show happen then, shall yeah, we?
0: Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. As always, if you have any, um, any comments, then yeah, let us know, so enjoy the show.
1: Yeah, it's only that one, really.
0: My least favorite pose is frog pose
1: you did that at one of the first um the one of the ones i did at the leisure center i think yeah. i did it quite wrong because i think i got corrected
0: <laughs>
1: which I, i'll remember you won't obviously but
0: and i wish i kind of did but i think it's impossible i mean how many people do we have in those classes like 15 or more and obviously everyone is an is is no one if that makes sense yeah. like i don't know anyone so at the time even though one of those people i might one day be quite friendly with at the time i don't know it's hard to make the connection back.
1: Yeah, it was like an audience member saying to me, Oh, you remember that show that you were at and you're like, Well yeah, I remember that, but I don't why would I remember you?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not personal, it's just uh, impossible. You, you do
1: actually go and correct people whereas I can't go into an audience and go, no, laugh more.
0: <laughs> that would be good though, wouldn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would seem a bit desperate, I think.
0: A bouncer might come out and say, You're 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 bothering the customers. <laughs> Next act, please. <laughs> So how are you today? How do you feel? How's things? How's life?
1: After what? You say that as if something happened. After a month? Yeah, (laughs) I suppose, yeah. (laughs) I'll feel better after I do some exercise.
0: Oh, it's okay. I've had a really busy day so far and I feel a bit like...
1: (laughs) I was wondering, when's the best time of day to do exercise? I was just thinking that recently as to like the best time to do things and I thought, do do you have any scientific knowledge as to when the best time to do an exercise is? And also I think... the best time to meditate oh, yeah. as well, I wondered as well, because I know Yoel Nouveau Harari does it in the morning and before he goes to bed, but I don't, I'm not going to do it twice, but I sort of think which one's better. I don't know. Do you have any opinions?
0: Yeah, actually, I think I do have an opinion. I would caveat with it is definitely my opinion. Right, okay. <laughs> I think when it comes to exercise, you should exercise when it feels best for you. Which no one's going to like to hear that. No,
1: that's a politician's answer that is, isn't
0: it? I'm serious though. Because you know how we talk about like those, what are they called? Like chronotypes and stuff. I don't know. those thing when they try and say like, oh, you're a wolf because you like to stay up late at night and you're a bear because you want to get up early in the morning or something like that. Mm. All those kind of different things they can like put your personality types into and, and when they try and put your sleep patterns into something like that. So really, it really is up to you. So for me, I find I'm the most energetic and I want to do it. So I'm motivated the most. in the middle of the day. So like literally maybe before lunch or just after lunch, depending on how hungry I am. So that's mine. But I would say this, if you are wanting to work on your circadian rhythm, so you're sleeping and waking and trying to be more alert and maybe struggle with sleep and stuff like that, then getting outside in the daylight, even if it's overcast, getting outside in the daylight first thing in the morning is going to help your circadian rhythm. So If your goal of your exercise is to try and help you sleep better and try and get things going and you tend to go outside for your exercise anyway, like if you run or walk or something like that, then there is benefits to doing it first thing in the morning. That would be the only thing that I would say could kind of influence when you exercise is if you're trying to balance your, get your circadian rhythm switched on properly.
1: Sometimes I feel like doing something early in the day gives you a sense Mm. of you've achieved something Mm. early as well, so not the rest of the day is like a waste or anything but like it just already puts you in a good frame of you know oh i've already done 5k this morning or whatever it is i won't be doing that but you know what i mean like
0: yeah so i think like maybe in terms of motivation i probably don't exercise late at night because like that's like the least time that i want to motivate you know that i would say like i would like to do it earlier on so that when the evening rolls around i can feel very happy and content just watching a movie or chilling out and stuff like that
1: well what about if from a release from an adrenaline sort of depending on the intensity of the exercise and stuff would be bad to do something that is quite intense later on in the day because of your adrenaline spikes and stuff. In the old days, when I used to get excited by doing a gig, which I mm. obviously don't now because it's just, uh, just a job in it, uh, now, <laughs> not that I don't enjoy <laughs> it, but you don't get that buzz that yeah. I used to get early on. So what I mean is that the adrenaline and the nerves and stuff, which will kind of go hand in hand, would get me really sort of like... I'd be driving home and I'd be like kind of buzzing a bit and then yeah. finding it really, really hard to sleep afterwards. Would that be similar if you, if you exercise too late in the day?
0: I, the only thing I would say with that is... It shouldn't last that long. So you, I wouldn't recommend like literally doing it in your pajamas and then laying down in bed and going, right, now I'm going to sleep. It's like, that's not going to happen. But if you like got like an hour or two in between you finishing your exercise and going to bed, that probably will help you sleep. It also depends on what you're doing as well. So like obviously a lot of yoga classes will finish with a nice relaxation. So kind of depends on what you're doing maybe. And lots of people encourage, you know, some gentle movement before bed, you know, especially if you've been sat a lot during the day. You know, stretches and floor-based stuff, which isn't really getting your heart rate up or anything. It's not, like you're saying, there's no adrenaline there.
1: So it's up to me then, I suppose.
0: And I suppose it's kind of the same with meditation. Depends on just what you feel helps you. Though there is benefits to focusing on something at the very beginning of your day, because I think it can help set your brain up to be a certain way throughout the day, because meditation does kind of alter your brain slightly. Maybe even actually first thing, like you sit up in bed and you meditate. Like, there's a lot of, I would say studies, but that I'm not 100% sure how technical these kind of studies are. But, you know, people have said that, like, this is the best time. But then, like you're saying, a lot of people meditate in the evenings as well, like, before bed to help them relax. The only thing I would say is you shouldn't fall asleep during your meditation. If you want to use a relaxation to help you fall asleep, there's nothing wrong with that. But then you're not meditating. You're falling asleep. <laughs> Which is great. Everybody needs to sleep. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: (laughs) This is like the mildest example of like people thinking that the artist needs to be tortured and all that rubbish. Well, not complete rubbish, but sort of overly romanticized idea. Mm. I I was told if you want to have the most creative ideas, I was told a good writing tip was to sort of start writing first thing while your brain still in a got out of a dream state, because apparently that's when you could be at your most creative and I wondered if meditating first thing in the morning would make me less creative because I would sort of cleared the mind up a little bit. I was wondering, should I do it before or after I've tried to do any writing? I did wonder like, oh, am I going to like uncreative my brain? I'm not sure it really does. Mm. I mean, because again, I think people work at different times of the day. Sometimes I feel like I can tell when I'm feeling on it or like tuned into the brains working as it should do. It isn't usually first thing in the day is often at like nine o'clock at night or something
0: i was gonna say i'm really late yeah i'm like nine o'clock at night and then i'm like wait okay i'm ready to face the day now yeah (laughs) And also I think as well, like, I mean, obviously this won't apply for you, but obviously being a woman, you do have, a, women do have a monthly cycle, but that will change your brain as well. Because like, as as the hormones change throughout the month and you go into the four different phases of their, their cycles, some women say, like, oh, I'm most creative during this phase, you know, so mm-hmm. I feel really... And you can plan a little bit around it, you know, when when the hormones are at different levels and things. And the opposite can happen as well. Whereas, like, you might feel so um, tired or so excited that nothing's happening. You just want to get outside or do something or, you know, and sitting down and focusing on something just seems silly, you know. So there's that as well.
1: There's also the um, time of year as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to there's feel. There's so many
0: cycles. <laughs> Yeah, definitely Season will definitely affect how I feel.
1: I might, I might have said this before, but I heard that like in Iceland when they have like 23 hours of daylight, like all the artists are incredibly mm. creative and stuff and then they just hibernate in the winter because it's the opposite darkness, <laughs> but I don't know if that's true. i have to ask Bjork, I don't know yet. Yeah, it's very presumptive. <laughs> anyway, we should talk about the pill. There's a male pill, you said.
0: There's a new pill that's come out for guys. Okay. Like the pill. Like the birth control.
1: And you would trust guys to be honest about making sure they take it. Honestly, first
0: thing that came up. (laughs) Apparently 46% of women women said they wouldn't trust a guy to to say that he's on it or not on it. And then the other thing was like only 12... I mean, obviously when you do these kinds of surveys, people put answers that make themselves feel good. So there is a little bit of... Even if you don't automatically recognize that. But like they ask the guys like, is this something... That you would genuinely feel comfortable doing, like taking the pills so that you... Because you're not the one that's going to get pregnant, are you going to feel less bothered if you forget?
1: Of course, If yeah. you miss. Because the, the risk to you is less... is low, isn't it, obviously? Yeah. Especially if you've been out drinking or something and, you know, men just fancy, you, you know... I was about to say fancy a go on the sense of terrible... Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, so that's that's I mean I might keep going. <laughs> but, you know... What I mean is, like, men on the pool or whatever, yeah. they just want to, you know, get their end away or whatever, and if they've forgotten to take it or they didn't, like, have it for some reason, they'd probably just lie in a one-night yeah, stand situation exactly. because exactly. they'd still rather have exactly. sex, and they'd probably even, they would probably even tell themselves, oh, well, it's highly unlikely you should get pregnant anyway, so, yeah. like, I'm probably in the clear, Yeah. you know, if you never see that person again...
0: It's not your problem.
1: Yeah, the basically. risk is on... But then that was how, before the actual pill pill, that was how it worked anyway.
0: Yeah, but then there's obviously barrier methods and stuff. So there are like a little bit of control over it. And if a woman does have the knowledge of her own cycle, she should know when she's fertile or not. Because you're only fertile for like four or five days max. And, and and there's a little tiny bit of a grumpy grumpy focus here, maybe. <laughs> but that's maybe one of the problems, is if you search right now online, you will find people telling you that you can get pregnant on your period. Women cannot get pregnant on their period. What's probably the confusion is, is that you can't bleed when you're not on your period if your hormones are so out of whack. So you might think you're on your period when you're not. Uh, but okay, you, right. you, if your hormones are level and you're having a regular cycle and everything's happy, women cannot get pregnant on their period. It's not, it's not a thing. The problem is, is if you just don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, because all sorts anyway. of all sorts of crap <laughs> comes out of there. And uh, <laughs> sounds. But I
0: do think, like the the idea of like a male pill, like I thought if it got if they got it right, that could work in a close relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because everybody knows that the female hormonal pill is horrible. It messes you up. It ruins your hormones. It can absolutely ruin your skin. It can give you mood swings. Like it's one of like I so, would never take it again. It's so normal. I had it for though. such a short time. It's, it's so normalized it is, and it's absolutely one of the worst things. They just you give can it to do. kids
1: at school, don't they? Yep. Like yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they think like, oh, I have to take it because yeah. this is you know this is the only way or something. But I mean, I would never tell someone to like stop taking medication. What I would say is just really try to find a way to educate what you're doing and how it's affecting you and you know maybe even talk to doctors and stuff like that
1: i'd like to ask a question about how it works in a second oh yeah but also um just before because it is such a normalized sort of thing and because Mm. as a man i wouldn't have had in-depth knowledge of like the negative side of the pill So, so, so to me, almost like, I know, maybe I've imbibed this from the culture, or whatever. To me, I didn't think that there was any side effects to it. It it's just like it feels like we're told it's a very benign thing that you just take, and it's like a miracle, like a miracle drug, really, in some yeah. respects. So, to me, in the past, it would have felt like an assumption that going into a relationship and not wanting to have kids, you would just assume that your partner would just go right. on the pill. Yeah, because it's just sort of sold as this. Everybody seems to be on it. And yeah. um, it seems it's been just incredibly normalised. So how did it, how does it work, and what's like negative?
0: Well, about it? well there's there more are than lots one type, lots there? of different types. Some of them actually stop your hormonal cycle completely, so you won't. So women won't have a period; they won't bleed. That's a more extreme version, and it can appeal to people who maybe active in terms of like, I've heard that um, one of the things at Wimbledon this last summer.
1: Oh, about tennis players. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, about the tennis
0: players. Because some of the women didn't want to have their period while they were wearing the white, white little shorts mm. that you, you need to all wear all white there they would literally take the pill to stop themselves from having the period while they were doing their tennis
1: is it just the fact that it's like white dresses or whatever it's not just is it does it also affect your performance levels
0: it can do it depends on how you it depends on how you how how your cycle is how how like individually because you have specific
1: it's, tennis tournaments throughout the year and stuff you have to be mm-hmm. timing certain things yeah def-
0: yeah i don't know how they do it If if we happen to have any athletes listening to this right now, I would genuinely like to know how you manage having your period and doing something like, you know, being part of Wimbledon or something like that. Very occasionally
1: you see articles about it where it's sort of talked about a little bit more. I'm sure one of the main tennis players did come out and say something about it. I think it was Heather Watson, actually.
0: But I do think like the way the pill works, most of the pills are hormonal pills. So that means that it changes the amount of estrogen or progesterone in your body to stop something from happening. So you will feel an effect the end i will have side effects there's also more chance of getting a blood clot from the pill than there ever was from any vaccine that we all went on about and that we got people on the news who had died of a blood clot well more women die of blood clots from the pill and that's never on the news so there's a lot of other side effects of just taking the medication in general because the medication is still medicine you know it's still something that's chemically got side effects in the body so there's lots of different methods of getting the, the hormonal medication into the body. So we call it the pill, but it could be a patch. It could be actually put in under the skin, and mm. it just sits under the skin, in the arm, and then you never have to take a pill. It's just there doing itself. So mm. there's lots of different kind of, like, techniques and stuff that they've invented. But either way, I would really say that, like, the only way that those hormonal ones work is by changing your hormones. So we've got to be prepared for that and... I've never come across a woman who thought ah the pill it's sorted out all of my problems I'm fine now
1: so I guess there's two things to that one thing is that I guess it's a societal assumption that you're going to have to do that because everyone's kind of expecting mm. you to do that if you're going to have a sexual relationship and you want to not have yeah, kids. But then... I know you said about knowing when you can and cannot get pregnant. And, stuff and condoms an
0: are 99%
1: accurate. 99% accurate, yeah, because every uh, hundredth time I try and put one on, I miss. I
0: know, I know, I They're Literally, they work. So unless you just no, dumb...
1: I'm, no, I've just changed the. <laughs> so. You said accurate, not effective.
0: Oh, sorry. So that's why I right. said, like,
1: <laughs> that's why I miss it. When you, I, know you know
0: what? Sorry.
1: Sorry. I didn't think you liked single-use plastics anyway. It's not good good for the environment.
0: (laughs) Well, the pill is making all the frogs in Florida female. So that's probably worse All right, Alex
1: Jones. And maybe he's right about that. Just because he said all the frogs were turning female, everyone just goes, ah, it's some nutjob."
0: No, he's right. The urine from women taking the pill does go into the water system and it does change the sex of the animals that live in the water system. There's no doubt about it.
1: There's also... testosterone levels are lower aren't they or fertility mm. uh, and and so there's also speculation that men are drinking water with estrogen in it because of mm. pill hormones so i've heard that as well but when you hear something mm. that you think was that just some conspiracy you know, is this like someone on joe rogan said this and so now it's yeah, all yeah, like okay. But it could also be because the f- they talk about the feminization of society. but they say it might have, a, uh, it might just be a, psych- no, it might be a psychological, if it is a thing, it, it might be a psychological mm. thing, whereas men in the environment which is more feminized will become less aggressive males and stuff. So maybe they naturally just produce less. So there's other theories behind yeah. why testosterone levels are lower or, or fertility rates are lower or maybe both. But some of you make you sound more like a nutter than others. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll say this though. Based on everything we've just said about the female pill being something that you should really, really consider and not assume and all this kind of stuff. They are trying to make, you know, a male contraceptive pill, which is obviously what we're talking about. And they've tried the hormonal version of that for men, which basically just drops you to testosterone, which has negative side effects in the body and Normally, they don't like it. <laughs> no surprise there. So, you know, losing weight and all sorts of things. Well, you testosterone know, make you... makes,
1: is a mood enhancer as well.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, lo- depression. Some people with depression weight, actually weight do have
1: low testosterone. And, like, I know someone through Remove, but one that basically mm. found out they had low testosterone when they were depressed and now takes synthetic hormones to sort of up it a bit. And it's yeah. much better. So, yeah. So you're saying now we should suffer.
0: <laughs> no, I'm saying like don't like these. This isn't any better than the women's pill. We're just yeah, okay, pushing right. it onto guys. You know what I mean? But I mean it's not available here anyway. And mostly the hormonal tests have been tests, and then I don't think any of them have passed the testing stage because it's just been too bad of an effect.
1: Uh, because if it happens to men, people listen. You see.
0: But what has happened is they've they've recently made a non-hormonal contraceptive pill for men. But I read that the way that that works is by stopping the body from absorbing vitamin A. And then you don't make the right bits. There's like a vitamin A deficiency is going to be really bad for you. Like, I don't understand how that's got past anything. <laughs> I mm. know what we'll do. We'll make you sick. Then you won't have kids. It's like, um, well, yeah.
1: Or <laughs> you well, can make you incredibly unattractive and that will be... Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: But again maybe if there's someone really medical listening to this maybe i've misunderstood you know because you get these blanket statements it stops you from absorbing vitamin a maybe it's not that clear cut maybe it's like a tiny protein that's part of the vitamin a side of things that doesn't absorb but other parts of vitamin a is or something like that but like your organs need vitamin a to function your tissues in your body need vitamin a so if you stop absorbing it That's that's not a good thing. So I think that there must be something more to that or it would never get past. Surely to goodness.
1: So with this, the cultural effect of the pill, mm. you must live in a slightly different online space to me. When I said there's been some reevaluation of the pill and the sexual revolution and stuff recently, you're like, "Has there?" I thought I thought everyone was talking about this, but apparently not. I mean, there have been some books out recently about the pill being like one of the first technological and it, and it it's the pill is what is responsible for the sexual revolution in the first place, isn't it? Or like it allows mm. it to happen because. You wouldn't have had, you know, all the free love in the 60s or whatever that if you were in a prior world where every potential sexual encounter potentially has a baby at the end of it. Yeah. So you require the technological change for there to be the societal change. Mm. So the risk for pregnancy is always borne more heavily by a woman than a man. Yeah. So the evolutionary psychology idea is that because pregnancy is more a risk for a woman she will probably be more slightly choosier about like who Mm. she'll end up you know having a sexual relation with because the risk is the old argument would be she would want to be selecting for someone that was going to stick around for example
0: yeah and could
1: be trustworthy and seems like a good provider and stuff because there might be a baby at the end of it Mm. that sounds quite arcane saying that but traditionally that would be why a male will be selected for that so the idea Mm. of just like casual sexual relations with just anybody is not necessarily natural to the the argument would be would not necessarily be natural to the female mindset yeah. so that's one area of like risk as to why you might be more selective about a partner but there's also the you are in a vulnerable situation in a sexual and mm. not just talking about like being naked makes you psychologically more vulnerable i mean you keep some things on but um <laughs> <laughs> but the strength difference is very stark as well between, yeah, like, so, yeah. so there aren't many men that are getting victims of sexual violence from women in bedrooms, are there? Yeah, like, statistically, yeah. And it is very much skewed the other way. So, it's a dangerous situation to put yourself in. Yeah, that's not a negligible risk at all. Like, you just, you, you know, yeah. you're going back to someone's house potentially who you don't know who has a huge. Difference in strength and possibly size compared to you, yeah. most likely, as, as well. So, it's going to make sense that you'd be more psychologically wary about putting yourself in that situation than a man would. Mm. But because of the existence of like the pill and stuff, we sort of may be told not to think like that as much now. You're sort of maybe told mm. that, oh, well, we can like men and women can both think of sex as being the same thing because we're liberated from the fact that like a pregnancy will happen at the end of it. But yeah, I don't know, it doesn't erase. That other aspect of why I know it's almost like the critique is that men and women are now told to think about sex in the same way, and they don't necessarily always do. Obviously, yeah. generalization and everything, but I've not ever watched Sex in the City, but I'm told mm. Sex in the City's first ever episode, or one of them is called Have Sex Like a Man. I think Carrie, or one of the other promiscuous characters in there, is sort of, like, trying to be, like, have a sex life as if she was, like, a promiscuous male. Mm. Yeah, and then that's empowering and all that stuff. And that's kind of what, like, the message is. But... I mean, is that yeah. how true is... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think there's value critiques of, of, of that.
0: I suppose the only thing is you definitely want to caveat that with we're talking about completely heterosexual relationships. Yeah, um, yeah, of
1: course, yeah. Because
0: it's just that way around Because you're more likely to find someone who's like you if you're not heterosexual. I mean, obviously everyone is different, but in terms of like knowing that that person's going to be stronger than you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Whereas it's, it's much more likely if it was a heterosexual relationship. For, yeah, it was not a factor
1: that. so much, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I don't think that's controversial, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, like, you know, like you were saying, that, that episode of Sex in the City or whatever, trying to be more promiscuous and stuff, what, what about, like, the idea of, like, the kind of slut culture and stuff like that, where you guys aren't considered sluts but girls are do we say we've got rid of that completely now and we don't have that because I I'm not sure I, I believe that <laughs> I'm no not it definitely sure isn't
1: you get more cultural capital out of being a, a promiscuous man than being a promiscuous woman don't you like. yeah and then I suppose you get these like um influencers or people that like women that run only fans and stuff that you get yeah. you get like this small percentage of, of them that are sort of like owning it's the wrong word but successful in doing that, so they've got some sort of status by saying you know I'm a, an escort and it costs like 20,000 yeah. pounds to go out of me and the high end people making money on OnlyFans whereas the vast majority of people using OnlyFans are not making money and are just getting sad middle-aged men masturbating to stuff it's, just, it's so grim <laughs> honestly but,
0: it is pretty grim
1: like getting all these parasocial relationships to you because they can message you asking for pictures of your feet and stuff like oh god that's just <laughs> what goes on I don't know from experience by the way I've not been some that send pictures or (laughs) receive pictures of anyone's feet but one percent of people that make really good money on there look like they probably don't get called sluts or like stormy daniels or something like people seem to
0: yeah because
1: she's got a sense of humor and she's like well she's a porn star that's a high-class prostitute if if donald trump's a client then but in general i think that's true i think that there still is stigma
0: because i think as well like i mean every i mean i would imagine that most women a long time ago maybe not today because again education around this kind of thing is probably a bit lacking but you know if you were to say like what's the biggest risk of getting pregnant my women might come out with things like oh you know if I need a hysterectomy or if I've had a problem or something like that but the biggest risk is death <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The risk of yeah. getting pregnant is dying, <laughs> it is so dying.
0: <laughs> so it becomes like a, it's it becomes one step past like oh I don't want to have a baby and into I'd rather not die.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it becomes That's still the and, most and if you go back uh, like
1: 50, fifty years do, yeah, or hundred yeah, so. years,
0: yeah, and if you go back like hundred years, it was really dangerous to have a baby because you didn't have like maybe C sections as well and stuff like that. You know, and infections were more prevalent and things like that. So I think like if you if you start. Worrying almost about what could happen. That's it. It's it's, it's a great turn off. <laughs> <laughs> that is no, it's just like oh crap. No, never mind. I've done it. Yeah, my mind. but I'm not even talking
1: about like people <laughs> so, contemplating it. I think it's just it, it's a natural inclination or, or like mm. your nat, kind of natural sort of baked in behaviours. and obviously there's different. I mean, you know, they do these because there are women who are highly have highly sort of sexualized behaviour and are very. Yeah. They're more outliers generally, I think, when they look at the, the stuff. Especially compared to men, who I'd say would would you know, it's just they're not picky. <laughs> <And so. laughs>
0: Like, I suppose the thing is, is it does come back to trust a little bit I think as well Even no matter what method you use you have to make sure that you trust the person you're with yeah because they have to, that whole know.
1: thing which is disgusting that whole stealthing thing don't they as well because like, men sometimes don't really want to wear condoms and so sometimes they mm. there's, a, there's a supposed to be a thing where they just like surreptitiously remove it like at some point
0: um, oh, which right. is, it's
1: called stealthing which um, you know just, it's not cricket is it yeah. really but um <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <Jesus. laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think that's why we need to come back to things like you know, if we're really, really honest and we're really vocal about the fact that the worst thing that can happen if you get pregnant is death, then how cruel would you have to be to to do that to a woman? Yeah, like yeah. you literally near you could kill them. Like that is basically the end result, which sounds extreme. And I realize it is extreme, but like, we just, we just normalize birth so much that we forget that it's not safe, (laughs) you know, that it's, that it is, you know, and then that's just on top of the fact that let alone all of the things that then happen to the body when it goes through childbirth, that will never be right again permanent you know illnesses and disabilities that happen from having babies let alone the trauma of going through childbirth because a lot of childbirths aren't pleasant and i know everyone says like, oh yeah you cry or it's painful but i mean like it can also be worse than that it can be very traumatic
1: i've heard people say that it's something to do with the it's not necessarily because of the pain and stuff but it's the way that not the industry but the how
0: how they're treated yeah the maternity
1: yeah sector or whatever treats women
0: yeah i would say that that is the main cause yeah not not necessarily that something went terribly wrong halfway through or something like that you know Mm -hmm. it was more like the industry and what you're being told to do or something or expectation or something like that isn't it it's, it's an odd topic really because i feel like it should be a choice but then in the end there is always a risk even when you're on the pill there's a risk really
1: yeah yeah i know people so. that have i know people that have um, been conceived and ah! their parents are on the pill
0: oh no <laughs> i know them yeah. exactly so there's always a risk yeah it's a hard one that it's a hard one because i mean like, what is the solution
1: i do know mm. someone that decided to stop taking the pill though and then go into these like cycle like knowing when you're like going to be mm. you know and then they got pregnant within a few months again <laughs> so <laughs> So that's well. The
0: other thing as well, they may, is may like, have done that
1: wrong, but I just think it's funny that like, I'm just going to do it all naturally, and then oh, no, <laughs> didn't.
0: I think you're supposed to wait three months when you have the pill. You have to wait three months for your cycle to be right again, at least. Oh, okay. So it's possible that she didn't that she didn't have her. Her cycle wasn't uh, right. Said it was yeah, all out uh, of whack.
1: She had the kid though. <laughs> Obviously, you know the other option is that like. I mean, abortion's quite normalised, really, so it's almost yeah. like you could even use that as an excuse to sort of say, oh, well, you know, if worse comes to the worst, then don't worry about it. I'm, yeah. I'm pretend to be the guy here, so don't worry about it, we'll just like, yeah. hop you're down. you pretending? I'm pretend to be alpha guy here, Yeah, not,
0: not, oh, okay, not, sorry. not, not me <laughs> yeah. guy,
1: consider a guy. thought
0: you were trying yeah. to be a guy.
1: <laughs> so, well, we're all guys, but... Um, <laughs>
0: No, you're right, and then there's that as well. But then that can be very that's very painful as well. Yeah, I mean, but people your almost pretend like exactly. it
1: isn't sometimes. Like some of the,
0: yeah. like
1: no, obviously I'd like you know I think it should be allowed and stuff. But it's not a neutral act. Yeah. You know? Like I don't know. I think it's a kind of a sad yeah. thing that, that should be allowed to happen. I don't think people do it lightly. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. Thought, I but... mean, it
0: should never be illegal because it will happen whether it's illegal or not. Yeah. So you to might more keep it safe. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think there's a lot of problems when you make that illegal because then um, miscarriage. Marriages become questionable and stuff yeah, yeah, which yes. is obviously horrible you never you know so no it should never should never be a question thing that you question it should always be available to have because you're just gonna end up persecuting women for no reason or for perceived reasons yeah cool and also like i said i i don't think it's a nice process to go through either you know it's not well, that's like, what i
1: was sort of brought up there because i don't think i think yeah. that could potentially be a traumatic thing to yeah because well, even
0: the it, morning after pill which apparently you know which you would imagine is quite simple in theory i think it starts your period or something i think it, it, it just like you know it mm, does something you, yeah so it's not necessarily uh oh you know just do that and it i don't know like it's not like you just like taking a pill and then all of a sudden it's going to kill any sperm that are inside you it's not it's not that targeted
1: like there's no yoga poses that will stop you getting pregnant and stuff. You know, they used there to say no yoga poses. You used to say you can't get pregnant if you're like standing up or something. Didn't they used to say something that's, like
0: that? Yeah, that's weird. I'm not, that that that's like, <laughs> I'm not saying that
1: that's like, I'm not saying that's any credibility. To no, that, you're right. There are like some old, old wives, wives tales tale. that are
0: like so, that. So, yeah. you say, so you can't yeah.
1: get pregnant in wheel pose or something. You say that. And yeah. Like,
0: and there's also like, um, if you eat certain food, you'll have a boy or a girl. That right. was quite commonly thought that's nonsense as well obviously um (laughs) there's definitely nothing like that you can do but i think like probably the reason why it's so prevalent like probably one of the the easiest and safest ways is to use a condom that's what they tell kids in uni to do right
1: (laughs) hand them out don't they yeah they give them for free
0: don't they until you're like 21 or 22 or something and then apparently you can have babies so they don't want to give it to you for free
1: well you're gonna have Basie. it won't be you won't be the university's problem because you'd have graduated
0: oh there you go there you go (laughs) we
1: still want you to finish your studies and give us 40 grand thank you yeah (laughs) then you can do what you want
0: i feel like we're looking for a magic pill or a magic solution to the you know having a child conundrum not wanting to get. yeah you said that before but but
1: i don't know if we cut it out about you said once about the illusion of pharmaceuticals being able to solve everything because antibiotics mm. were so successful and so yeah. since then we've sort of been like oh well there'll be a pill for every ailment and i think mm. psychologically people do think that like so even for mental health sort of things like oh a pill solves adhd solves like solves depression yeah. solves cuz yeah, yeah. cuz it's all a chemical build up but i mean i don't know um but but we've been mm-hmm. primed to think that like a pill is there to solve all of our problems but you every pill is going to have a side effect or, or something isn't it
0: yeah i would say always read your medication i know nobody wants to read those leaflets you That's should so read off-putting. them They're it's really like
1: important. terms and conditions when you renew your apple um, stuff <laughs> and then you just not thinking oh, should be fine,
0: i know i know but like i i was given some anti-nausea medication and it made me cry and then i read the pill and it was for psychosis as well as anti-nausea i was like uh i beg your pardon <laughs> So obviously I didn't take that again. But like if you don't if you don't know what's out there or what's going on, you just assume that
1: I've I've heard people that have like proper psychosis and I think that antipsychosis meds are sort of essential for some people, aren't they? I think.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that those pills should be Oh no, I wasn't saying that world. you were saying that. Oh right, of okay. <laughs> I just think like, like sometimes. I'm just not
1: poo pooing the whole pharmaceutical sort of idea, oh, yeah. but I'm saying it's a very seductive idea to think that there's a mm. sol- there's a pharmaceutical logical solution yeah. to every sort of thing and I guess that's another thing that we think now that it's normalised in the same way that the, the pill is mm. and that we've got a technical we've always got a technological slash pharmaceutical solution for absolutely yeah. everything and it's like a shortcut again to the mind to just go, Oh, well, I don't understand how this works but I mean, I don't think um even a lot of doctors understand how ssris work i've heard but
0: no i think a lot of doctors don't really understand how a lot of medicines work i mean that's one of the first things you say is like if you if you're really struggling with your doctor on like medicines you need to actually speak to your pharmacist it's likely your pharmacist will know better than your doctor which is a bit of a shame because you'd think your doctor would know everything
1: god bless our nhs don't slag them off (laughs) (laughs) you get me thinking you put it well the whole like antibiotics sort of miracle Mm. cure sort of thing and then antibiotics have bad effects on you as well on your gut um, bacteria and stuff so they're not like yeah so they are miracle drugs in some ways but also they're not benign
0: over 96 percent, yeah and a lot of women can get yeast infections after taking antibiotics because there's no there's no the floral is all out of uh, whack you know so it's recommended you take acidophilus when if you're taking antibiotics to keep the floral there
1: it just makes me long for the day that we can stick our brains in computers and we do have to worry about all these <laughs> physical problems and, uh, so
0: there is a, a te- there is a
1: technological solution to everything so
0: eventually yeah, yeah. Or maybe we could just like transcend, transcend our physical bodies and just become beings of light.
1: That's the end goal of meditation, is it? So, yeah, that, yeah, that's
0: that's my end goal. I mean, I'm never going to yeah. get there because I'm not actually aiming for that goal. Or not with that attitude. Of but, gonna, so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, like, that would be nice if we could somehow just transcend the physical and still exist. There you go. But then there'd be another problem, like getting sucked into the sun or something and turned back into matter. And then you just end up being hydrogen atoms or something weird. I don't know. (laughs) We could always find some problem with something, can't we? Thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. We really hope you enjoyed what we talked about. It made you smile. Maybe you learned something. If you have any questions or any comments, we really do appreciate you getting in touch and letting us know that you listened to it and that it was good or that you have a topic you want us to talk about or talk more about if it was something maybe from an older episode you want to delve back into. So yeah, overall, just thank you for listening and go follow us on Instagram, go find us and maybe see us in person sometime.
1: Well, I didn't have to say anything then, did I? That was uh, (laughs) was perfect. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All the social media and website links will be in the show description. So you can use them. So do so. And we'll see you next month for more stuff. Tell your friends.